Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. I've got Greg Harrelson here, and we are both excited, as we always are, to have these conversations because we're talking about leadership, which is one of my favorite topics to pick Greg's brain on. So first of all, before we get into the topic for today, Greg, welcome back. What's up? Man, excited to be here, as always, and you know we're going to have a great conversation. So I I think the audience even knows that uh, whenever they see you and I uh, on camera or they start hearing us talk, they know that something's coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's what's uh, what's more fun is we try to take the fun conversations we have behind the scenes and then yeah. get them get them recorded somehow. We should just hit record anytime yeah. we're talking because uh, yeah. I'm always picking your brain about something. Uh, so what was on my mind today was uh, how how do you how do you improve in leadership in a, in a key area? Which is one of the things that I'm going through with my people is getting a lot more clear on what they are committing to and what they're being held responsible for. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in teams and agent, uh, agent business about accountability and yeah. what people want, what people expect, and, uh, and what team leaders especially expect out of their own agents in terms of accountability. There's a lot of talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about accountability from a different angle because I think you have a, a better way of, of doing it. And then I want to talk about how that flows upwards to us as leaders and how we can get better leaders. But first of all, let's talk about when somebody sets a goal on your team and they, they make a promise uh, and they set some goals in terms of what they're going to do for production, what they're going to do for their family. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you approach holding agents accountable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good start because I think... Um, you know, one of the challenges um, that I see in the industry, whether it be from agent up or leadership down to agents, is that people talk about goals and, and they really, they, they, they end the conversation with a number. And usually it's either a number of dollars earned or a number of transactions closed, right? And then yep. that becomes the end of the story. It's like, yep. if you look at most business plans, you know, most business plans will say, fill in this number. If you were to look at a business plan that I would have, and I just created one, um, a, a mini business plan in prep for our business planning summit that we'll have within our companies, um, you know, there is a number, but below that number, I ask a few more questions. And that is like, you know, you know, if you hit this goal, how does it really make a difference? Why does it matter? And then I say, if you don't hit this goal, who does it impact? Hmm. Like, what's the impact? Like, who besides you, yeah. who, who, who's impacted by you not hitting the goal? Now, the whole point in this is, is I believe I've come to the realization that most people don't really care about the number, whether it be a dollar or a transaction number. Yeah. They trade the, the dollars for something else, and a transactions get them dollars, and dollars gets them something else. So what we have to do as leaders is we have to figure out what is the something else? Like, what is that? And then we ask them to make promises. Like, if they're going to commit to something, instead of committing, I'm going to make $500,000, or I'm going to do 100 transactions, how about commit to the actual thing that you really want. Like I want to put my child into college and not have them get college uh, student loans. And so they're, they're, they're not forced with all this toxic debt later on in their lives. Mm. Like how about make that type of commitment? 
Now, um, I think I didn't, don't think I answered your question yet. I think that was all just a setup to well, answer the question. So, but, then, um, but what we're talking about is you're talking about like how you get them to make the promises on the front end because, and that, yes. that's what feeds the different kind of accountability because then you know, we're, because I, I started off the conversation originally behind the scenes by asking you a little bit about how you hold accountable, uh, how you hold people accountable to metrics and how you decide yes. what metrics yes. you can track and what to hold them accountable to. And yes. your response was, you don't necessarily always hold them to metrics. You hold them to the promises that they have made. And yes. so let's talk about a little bit when people start to get off track, which is inevitable, right? You start to see their production numbers are not matching what they state their goals are. Mm -hmm. Your conversation is different. Your, your conversation is less focused on the numbers. And now you can start to get focused on the promises that they made. What does that conversation look like? Yeah, so good. So, um, so, so I, I shared with you a moment ago, kind of how I got to the point of like what they really want beyond the numbers. Mm -hmm. And then yes, and then I say, okay, are you really committed to providing this for your family? And they say yes. So that's the same thing as are you really committed to doing 50 transactions? I'm just using it to a, a something that's more meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. So then what we do is we, we, we surely we're going to look at numbers along the way because longer uh, numbers do help us measure, you know, whether we're on track or not on track. It's kind of like a GPS. If you go off track, it starts, you know, turn around, make a right turn here or whatnot. That's what numbers for. It's just a GPS. Okay. And so once we, once we see that the numbers are off, um, you know, then we start to, let's just assume for a minute, the number, the, the numbers are way off. Then, you know, Matt, I'm probably going to ask you or, or have a conversation with you and say, you know, Matt, when we first talked and started building these business plans and whatnot, you mentioned to me that then that everything that you're doing is really for the goal of putting your child into college, a nice college, and making sure that you can actually pay cash every single semester. So there's no debt that your child's going to have to actually um, uh, you know, incur or take on, um, you know, when they, when they start off their new life. And do you remember that conversation? You're going to say, yes, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I want. I said, well, obviously, obviously, at some point, you must have changed your goal. Because we set a business plan. And we said, we have to do these things in order for this to occur for your children. Mm -hmm. But you're no longer doing these things. I'm assuming that you know how to do those things. So it's not an I don't know how to situations. And if it's not a I don't know how to, then it must be that your goal has changed and you no longer want to provide that for your son or your daughter. And I'm okay with that. I don't really care if the son daughter goes to college or goes doesn't go to college. That's a personal choice that you all make as a family. But as your coach, I need to know what you've changed your goal to. Can you tell me what the new goal is now? Mm-hmm. And most of the time that conversation leads to, uh, no, 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 it's still my goal. And they, they actually get like pushback on me and say, no, no, that's still my goal. I'm still committed. And then that's the opportunity is like, okay, now there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. There's what you say that you're committed to. There's kind of the look good commitment, right? Like yeah. the look good commitment is I get to provide this. Yeah. But the real commitment shows up in your activities. So lack of activities is lack of commitment, period. Yeah. That's it, period. No, we don't have to have a discussion. Lack of activities equal lack of commitment. I will make one little assumption, and that assumption is based on you know what to do. If you know what right. to do, and then you lack the activities on what you know, that is a lack of commitment, period. 
And we just need to accept it. Like it's okay to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I have been lacking commitment. Like that self-awareness or that admission is going to be the key to you recommitting. But continuing to say, well, I'm committed and I'm committed and I'm committed. And your activities show that you're not committed. Like as long as you keep playing that, as long as there's, there, there, there's that conflict where there's the words and then there's the action and they're not aligned, then you, you won't progress. Mm-hmm. You just have to sometimes step back and say, you know what? I haven't been committed. My activities and my commitments are not aligned. Mm-hmm. And if you're wanting to still reach that goal, then put a stop to it and start tomorrow, mm-hmm. but actually put a stop. So it's kind of like self-admission or awareness. You've got yeah. to admit it because everybody in your life knows. Yeah. It's just, you're the only, you're, no one's fooled. You're, you're, no one's fooled. No one in your family, your friends, your coworkers, they all know you're not committed. Right. And you even know you're not committed. So no one is fooled, not even you. They're not fooled. It's just no one's talking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important, I think, for for agents to understand that even the most successful people, no matter how successful and hard charging they are, everyone looks up at some point and realizes, oh, wait a minute, I wasn't really as committed to this goal as I thought I was. So either I need to renew my commitment or I need to readjust the goal. Like that's just part of being a human being and having any goals ever. Um, Yeah. So like you have to take our ego out of it. Yeah, I've had many of those. Mm-hmm. I've had many of those where I had this ambitious goal, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I really got into it, I'm like, eh, that might I might have been like trying to look good at that moment because now that I'm in, <laughs> I really don't want this. Like yeah. I don't want this. I don't want to have to make the sacrifice that I have to make. I don't want to actually, I don't even, even if I did make the sacrifice, I'm not even sure that I really want what it is that I said that I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's okay, man. We have choices. Mm-hmm. We, we, that we have the freedom to just choose whatever the heck we want. So it's okay to choose something and choose something different and mm-hmm. choose something different again. But just recognize if your activities and your commitments are not aligned, because that's where things get. And, and I tell you, you know, I've always been I've always admitted, not only been accused, but admitted that my coaching style is very fairly confrontational. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think I don't think anyone would that's going to hear this podcast is going to say, no, Greg, you're like an amiable. You're not confrontational. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to argue with us on this. No. But you know what? I think that what fuels that what, what makes me confrontational is I confront real shit mm-hmm. and I don't waste any time. OK, I'll help you get your goal. Yes, I'll, yeah, I'm glad that's still your goal because I think it's a worthwhile goal. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be like, no, you're not committed because right. your activities show you're not committed. So we either need to change the goal or we need to change the activities. Right. Like that's, that's confronting to people, right? To mm-hmm. me, I think it's a very efficient coaching style because it's like, why waste a bunch yeah. of time? You got to know what you're signing up for though. Yeah, it's yeah. a very effective coaching style. But most people are afraid to go there as leaders. So I'm not trying to convince everybody to be confrontational. No, 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 no. You be you. I'll be me. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of just understand it is I really confront what I believe is is what's really important to people. Mm 
-hmm. And that can be intimidating. That can, you'll experience confrontation, even if I'm amiable in my delivery. If I'm confronting a disconnect between commitment and activity, no matter my personality style, they're going to experience confrontation. Now, most leaders, well, I can't do that. I can't confront them. They may leave me. No, they won't leave you. They will love you Hmm. because they're experiencing somebody who really cares. They actually think when we're doing this, they actually think and experience a deep caring for themselves. Mm. It's the exact opposite. It's like we don't push people away. We draw them in by this type of accountability structure. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's that's a really important point to make. I, I don't know how to stress that more. But when I when I think about the leaders that I respect the most, they all bring that same approach. And, and the way that I I guess what have been taught to relate to it or, or interpret it is that you have to care as a leader from the leader's perspective, you have to care more about the results than you care about the level of comfort in the relationship. And if you put the caring for results above your feeling of comfort, you actually come out with a better relationship than if, yes. if you prioritize just having comfortable conversations with the other person. Because uh, the comfortable conversations don't produce change, right? And they don't produce the result that the person wants. And you're not really doing them a service. So yeah, I think uh, as as a leader and as a follower, we need to understand that better, that great leaders care about the results more than they care about having comfortable conversations. So if you if you go into it expecting to have comfortable conversations with a leader, you're either you're, you might be under the wrong leader. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to, you know, make sure I'm clear on something. Um, in my communication, when we talk about the results, the results are not a, is not a number. Mm. We're talking about the results, like what they really want. Right, the promise that they've made, the commitment yeah, the that, made. that right. they made. Like you know, in the in the sales in the real estate sales, um, you know, process, you know, somebody says, "I want to sell my home." Well, you know, I'm just kind of curious, why are you selling? Well, I'm moving to Atlanta. Oh, great. Well, you know, tell me a little bit more. What's in Atlanta? Is that where you moved here from? No, I didn't move here from there. But um, my son just got a job. And he and, and got married. They just had their first child. And, um, and they need a little bit of help. So we're going to move into them. You know, like me asking that question, mm-hmm. it's like I peeled that onion, you know, like one layer deeper, like every time they said something or asked another question. So then for me, my mission is no longer getting their property sold. It's getting this lady to Atlanta so she can experience what it's like to be a woman who's taking care of their first grandchild and allowing the mom and the dad to go ahead and continue to have a wonderful life at work and life work balance. Like I forgot that we're in the business of selling the home at this moment. My job is to get that result, Hmm. not the sale of the home. The sell of the home is, is just a part of a process that gets that result. So when I'm communicating with that seller and, and, and it's clear that we're aligned with that result, that seller's going to hire me mm-hmm. because the other age is trying to get the property sold and I'm trying to get her to, to Atlanta in, in order for her to accomplish and experience the things that's really tugging at her heart. Mm-hmm. Who do you think she's going to want to, to rely on? Same thing in coaching and accountability. It's I'm not looking for the number is insignificant to me because that's their number. Yeah. You know, that, that I don't own that number. That's their number. 
Hmm. But I do know that that's something we measure to determine whether or not we're going to get the other result that really matters. So I think great leaders are going to know how to identify what results, the, the commitments that really matter, and then they're going to be able to creatively engage in conversation and hold them accountable to that particular result. Yeah. Agreed. That's really, really good stuff. Um, so there's, there's a lot there for both, for both sides. Let's, let's say a quick word about the, the people that are in leadership positions. We've kind of gone through the structure of how you hold agents accountable. Okay. How do you carry that over into your senior leader positions within your businesses where, where it's not about, you can't track everything down to a number in the sense of uh, attempts, uh, contacts, appointments, like, the, like the, 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 the rudiments are different. The essentials, the daily essentials of what they're doing might be a little bit different. Uh, is that, do you hold that same accountability style to your key senior leaders and bring it back to the promises that they've made to themselves and their families and their team? Do you, do you have a different set of metrics for them? Like, how does that change when you're dealing with leaders within your team as opposed to agents? I think it's relatively the same thing. Like if I'm developing a, a leader and I want to know beyond financial and numbers, you know, what are they really wanting to accomplish and hold them accountable to that. Now, from a metric standpoint, numbers, a lot of times their numbers are really nothing more than a, an accumulation of uh, the agents that they're, that they're overseeing. Mm. So technically the same numbers that I would be holding an agent to are relatively the same numbers that I'd be holding the leader of that uh, of those ages. It's just like you know when when a NBA team has a losing season, they don't fire the team, they fire the coach, right? Mm-hmm. So the coach is responsible for the result of the team members, and then it's up to the coach to be creative to actually get those results to be a, a, to be positive. Mm-hmm. But I'm still looking at like you know John Doe's shooting percentage is low. You know I, I would be holding my leader to um, responsible for our number one shooter having a down year. Now he's responsible for holding that shooter accountable to certain numbers. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of like the same numbers. It's just now one person's responsible for other people. And then I would say with leaders, one of the things I, I feel like we can hold people responsible or accountable to numbers, but we can also kind of, there's some other things that are not necessarily as number-based, I think everything's a number, but it might not be as number-based that I can hold them accountable to. One of it would be consumption. How many times, like out of the agents that you're in charge of, how often are they on the coaching call on Tuesday? How often are they on the for-sale owner? Did they take the for-sale owner course? Did they take the expired course? These are all courses that I've created exclusive for my agents. So I will monitor consumption and be able to look at, hey, look, like your agents don't seem to be consuming the company content. And we know there's a direct correlation between more consumption of company coaching, more numbers later on. So those would be other things that I'd be holding them accountable for. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That That's kind of what kicked off the conversation originally is that that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm in the sense of getting, getting clearer on what my senior and junior leaders are responsible for, what they're committing to, um, you know, how much of it is based on them indirectly leading their team to get a certain result versus how much they have direct control over with their performance. So those are, those are always interesting questions as a leader of like what you're holding people responsible for, making sure that you've got their buy-in so that they completely agree with what they're being held responsible for and all that fun stuff. So anyway, there's a lot more that we can say. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe one of the things that you and I can both do, um, is, you know, I'm, 
now we're having a personal conversation. Everyone's eavesdropping. <laughs> Am I hearing you say that you do have some leadership in your organization that you're and you're thinking about this for them? Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, got it. So I was thinking, you know, one of the things that we might do, um, you know, and this would be for anybody is I, I think we need to ask them. Like, let's ask, let's ask our senior leadership, let's ask our leadership team as in, on, on an individual basis, a question like this, and I may not get it perfect the first time, but you'll get my, my thought process is like, you know, if, if you were one of them, Matt, I would say, you know, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, based on the company and you've, you, you're real familiar with the company, the agents and whatnot, what is the one or two different numbers or performance metrics that you feel you could actually improve the most within your with, within your team mm-hmm. so you know maybe we need to, to to tap into them and ask them like where are their relative to their team and what they know what are things that they've identified that they feel they could actually turn around improve or, or whatever that 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 proper description would be yeah. and then that could be some of the metrics that we could uh, start holding them accountable because now they're the ones owning it like once they make that statement that this is what they can do, man, that the 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 buy-in on that mm-hmm. is way higher than them actually just getting our number sheet and saying, okay, we're going to hold you accountable to these. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's funny because that's the conversation I came out of right before you and I jumped on. I was I was awesome. working with one cool. of my team members. Yeah, so that's cool. definitely the journey that we're on is talking it through, and I, I come with maybe some opinions, yes, but I still yes. come with a decision that hey, this is what you have to commit to. And by the way, I'm going to hold you accountable for you know for these numbers. Yeah. I want to get yeah, that like buy-in. So I like that. Awesome. All right, well, cool. let's finish out with this, Greg. What's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, just reach out to me on Facebook. Message. Messenger, it seems to be the, uh, the, the, the easiest way for, for everybody. Very cool. And then for the podcast, make sure to go leave a review, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can do that from your smartphone or your desktop. Uh, if there was a particular guest that you like, make sure to give them a shout out in the episode because we always have to pass that feedback along. Uh, and we, you know, we appreciate everybody that shares it. Like you guys share it in Facebook Workplace and you share it on Facebook in general into groups and stuff like that. We appreciate everybody that shares the show and tells other agents and team leaders and brokers about the show. So just want to say a quick thank you for that. And Greg, as always, I love these episodes. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great time.